0: hey everyone, my name is Steven and I am one of the pastors here at Journey Church. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that this helps you on your walk with Jesus, but also that it encourages you to get plugged into a local community of believers. Hey, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that being isolated from others is not how God intended us to live. So be sure to use this resource in conjunction with being plugged into your local church. And we hope you enjoy this message from God's word.
1: Thank you all so much for joining us today for braving the, uh, the elements outside the, uh, Slippery roads. I appreciate you being here, choosing to worship together this morning. There's something so good about corporate worship, coming together and really studying the Word of God, but praising His name. I really appreciate uh, the sweet time of worship we had with the Praise Team this morning and what a great job they do in really connecting us with God through the worship with the lifting of our voices. And now we get to get into His Word and worship Him through the study of His Word. We have been in this series of messages called God is. We're about to finish the series. We have this week and next week, and then we'll be wrapping this series up. What we've been looking at through this is understanding the names of God and how those names relate to us. The names of God reveal his character, his nature, his quality. Uh, they reveal his purpose and his heart, and we relate to God in a different way given different things that we go through in life. For example, you may be going through a very hard time. Maybe you're going through a spiritual battle, and he is Yahweh Nisi. The Lord is our banner. He is the one that fights that, ba- that battle for you. Maybe you're going through a time where you need healing and restoration maybe there's something happening in your life well that's where God becomes Yahweh Rapha the God who heals maybe you need God's provision and he becomes to you Yahweh Yira the God who sees and the God who provides so we have God relating to us in very different ways at different times in life the whole purpose of that is so that we can know God he wants us to know him John seventeen three, 3, uh, Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus the Messiah, the one you sent. That we can know him, that we can know not just details about him, but really get to know him in an intimate way, a personal way a close way uh, as we live out and go through life. Today we're going to meet him in, I think, is probably the, the most wonderful way, and that is today we are going to meet him as God is my Savior. The name of God today, God is my Savior. Let's pray, and let's just dive into his word today. Father, I pray that each heart here, each person here, Each mind would come to know you as their personal Savior today, that you would become God their Savior, God my Savior to all of us with whatever it is that we are going through, that our hearts would just connect with you as the Savior, as the one who provides hope and help and freedom and victory and rescue from the things of our lives, from the sin of our lives, you would provide rescue for us. Lord, we ask that you would be praised here today, that your name would be hallowed and lifted up. That's what we wanna come to do. We wanna lift up and praise your name. I pray, Father, that you would meet with each person really in the way that they need to meet with you. There are some that are battling addictions, and they need freedom and victory over these addictions. I pray, Lord, that you would meet with them today. There are others that have marital struggles today, and they need to meet with you as the God who who will heal and restore those relationships. Lord, there are some going through physical pain today, and I pray, Lord, that you would meet with them today and heal whatever is going on in their lives. Lord, now show us how you have not only foreshadowed the fact that you would be our Savior, but help us to really connect the dots in the Bible, Lord, to understand how it applies to us today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for meeting with us and teaching us. We praise you and we want to learn from you now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today, we are going to come to know him as God is my Savior. Now, I don't have a lot of um, illustrations today. I think, though, that this is one of the most uh, wonderful messages, not because of me putting this together, because of what God is going to show us today. God is going to show us from the Old Testament and connect the dots to the New Testament on how it is that he is our Savior, how he foreshadowed this, and how he fulfilled this in life. It's amazing when you look at what God is going to do. Going to do. God is my savior. What does that mean? He is the one who rescues. He's the one who, who gives victory. He's the one that pulls us out of the pit of life. He is our savior. This idea that God is our savior, we're going to turn to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 12. And I want to show you out of verse two, how God spoke that this would be his name. Let's look at this together. Again, you can follow along in a Bible or if you have a phone or an app that you're using or on the screen. Here's what it says. Behold, God is my salvation. That's the name. That's the name that we're studying today. God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord Adonai, now remember anytime you see the capital L-O-R-D or capital Adonai, that's Yahweh, the Lord Is Adonai, the Lord is Yahweh. The Lord Yahweh is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Now I want you to notice two phrases that are being spoken of here, and I want you to see how remarkable this is. Behold, the first one is this God is my salvation. The idea of is, is an action word. It's a, it's a present tense word. It is the now he is, he is actively my savior. And look what it says. The last line, He also has become my Savior. So just notice those two phrases. He is and he has become. This is a foreshadowing of Jesus. It's a foreshadowing of the Messiah. He is salvation and he has become my salvation. Now here's the interesting part of this. It's to understand the Hebrew. The Hebrew word for salvation is the Hebrew word Yeshua. The Lord God is my salvation. He is my Yeshua. Yahweh also has become my Yeshua. So what does this mean? What is this idea of Yeshua? What's the Hebrew word Yeshua all about? Well, here's what the definition of the word Yahweh Yeshua means. The word Yeshua means to rescue, to help To defend, to preserve, to make free, to attain victory, to bring to safety, to heal, and to save. Do you know that those are all of the things that the human heart craves? We want to be saved. We want to be rescued. We want to be helped. We want to have uh, a defense. We want to have victory. We want to um, have safety. We want to be healed. Those are the things that the human heart craves. And that's what is God. That's what Yahweh is salvation means, that he is there to heal, to rescue, to save, to defend, to preserve, to help, to make free, to give victory. Literally, the word Yeshua simply means salvation. Everything that heart desires, God provides. Now, how was this word used in the Old Testament? Let me give you some pictures of this. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 18, in Genesis 49, God is laying out the 12 sons of Jacob, which would become the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. These 12 tribes would, be, would go from that day to today. The 12 tribes representing the 12 sons of Jacob, it was in that that there were prophecies given about a coming Messiah. One of those was this, Genesis 49:18. It says this, For your salvation I wait, Adonai. It's not the word salvation though for your Yeshua I wait Adonai I am waiting for your salvation I'm waiting for your Yeshua Exodus 15:2 Moses had just gotten set free along with the nation of Israel. They were in bondage in the nation of Egypt. God set them free by the blood of the lamb that was painted over the doorposts of their homes. Not only did they get set free, but as they were marching out of Egypt, Pharaoh was coming behind them with his army. God parted the Red Sea. They crossed safely through on dry ground. Moses was responding to all of these events with a song of praise. Moses said this, Adonai is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation, my Yeshua. This is my God, and I will glorify him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. David, who was going through different struggles in his life, in Psalm 62, verse 2, says this, My soul, wait in stillness only for God, for from him comes my Yeshua. So, God is my salvation means Yahweh, Yeshua, salvation means rescue, freedom to be defended, to have safety and security, to be healed and to be saved, to have victory, to be preserved. That's Yeshua. How does all of that in the Old Testament tie into the New Testament? Well, let me show you the Christmas story. The Christmas story in Luke chapter 1, here's what it says. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, in the sixth month... The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, or Nazareth, to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary, or in Hebrew it was Miriam. And he came to her, this angel, and said to Mary, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. I want to highlight that name. He says, I'm going to, I want you to call his name Jesus. Mary and Joseph did not choose his name. Like we as parents, when we're naming our children, we will choose their name. Mary and Joseph didn't choose his name. God chose the name Jesus. Although... It's not really the name Jesus. Do you know that Jesus is the name we have in the English language? The English language Jesus came out of Greek. In Greek, the name was i.e. I-E-S-O-U-S. Did you know that the Greek came out of the Hebrew? Out of the Hebrew, the name was Yeshua, So the name of Jesus, though we can call him that, though we refer to him as Jesus, we sing praises, that's not his name. His name is Yeshua. Did you know that Mary and Joseph would not have called him Jesus? They would have called him Yeshua. His brothers would have called him Yeshua. His friends would have called him Yeshua. His relatives called him Yeshua. His disciples called him Yeshua. His people that he would heal and bring ministry to would call him Yeshua. Even the Pharisees who hated him and wanted him crucified, they would refer to him as Yeshua. The promise in the Old Testament was this. Yahweh Yeshua. God is and God will become salvation. God is freedom, God is salvation, God is rescue, God is defense. For Yeshua, I wait. For Yeshua, uh, he is my strength and song. For my soul waits, for Yeshua, when Jesus came on the scene, God says this, behold, you are to name him Yeshua, because he is salvation. He means salvation. His name is salvation, and that is is his purpose. When he was born, he is salvation, and he became salvation to you and I. The greatest need that we have in our lives, the greatest desire in our hearts, the greatest hope that the world has is to be saved. We are in a pit, and Jesus climbed down into the pit to become salvation for us. We can't get ourselves out. We can't fix our mess. But he climbed down to become salvation for you and I. His name is Yeshua because he is Yahweh Yeshua, the God who is our salvation. Well, I want to turn back to Isaiah 12 and look at the previous verses that I read. I read Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, but I want to look at verses 1 through 6, and I want to show you this foreshadowing of who Yeshua, Jesus, is going to be. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. I'm just going to look at three things, and then we are going to partake in communion together. So if you did not pick up one of these little communion cups, please do so, because we're going to share in that together. But in verses 1 through 6, we're going to see the problem, the solution, and the results that happen. Here is the problem in Isaiah chapter 12. The problem is this, and it starts in chapter 12, verse 1. God says, you will say in that day, I will give you thanks, Adonai, for though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Here's the first thing. The problem is that God is angry. It says, you were angry with me. Now, when you think of angry, you probably think of family members you know that have an anger problem. You think of rage or wrath or, or uh, you know, extreme frustrations, bitterness. That's what you typically conjure up when you think about anger or angry. God is angry with me. But that's not really what the Hebrew word angry means. The Hebrew word for angry is the word anath, and it means to to be angry, but it also means to be displeased, to be frustrated, or, now get this, it means to breathe hard. You know what breathing hard is? It's the word in Hebrew that means to snort. That's what it means. Have you ever been around an animal that is mad, and you hear them... Snort. If you're a hunter and you hear an elk in the woods and you hear that sound, you know there's some anger there or a moose or a, a, a horse. If you've been around horses and they snort and you could tell that they're angry or maybe it's a bull, you've been around a bull and you could just start seeing that that bull has anger, That's that snorting sound. Well, in that culture, what they were referring to was not a, a bull or a horse or an elk. They were referring to a camel. Now, a camel would snort for four different reasons. Number one, a camel could snort because they are very, they're very um, uh, frustrated. If they're very frustrated, they will make that snorting sound. So it, that's po- one possible way. God is angry, frustrated, and it will cause that snort to happen. Did you know that if a camel loses a mate that they will make that snorting sound because it's grief. They're feeling grief, so they will make that snorting sound. Did you know that they will also snort um, and make that snorting sound uh, if they're ever upset, if there's anything about them that is just feeling upset? they could make that snorting sound. Also, if, an, uh, if a camel is wanting to, um, is kind of wanting to feel intimate and wanting to call uh, female suitors to himself, he will also make that snorting sound. And so the snorting sound could mean this, upset, frustrated, grieving, or desiring intimacy. When it says that God is angry, God is all of those things. God is frustrated with mankind, He's literally angry with mankind because of our sin. He's angry and frustrated about it. He's upset because this has been against what he desired for mankind. God grieves in his heart because he wants a relationship with mankind. And he desires that intimacy of personally knowing him. So when it says God is angry, he's all of those things, he's very frustrated, he's very upset, he's grieving in his heart, and he longs for intimate relationships with you and I. Because we have turned our backs on God, we have denied God, we have rejected God, we are living in sin, part of the sinful nature, it makes God angry, it frustrates God. It grieves God's heart. It, it, it makes him long for intimate relationships with his people. And that's what it means that God is angry. And that's where the problem comes. The problem is that all have sinned. All fall short of, the, uh, of, of God. We all f- fall short of his glory. And as a result, we deserve death. We have earned death. We are, we are destined for that. And that all angers and frustrates God. Your sin angers God. Your sin grieves God. Your sin upsets God. Your sin causes God to want you to turn away and have intimacy with him. Don't ever underestimate or downplay how serious sin is because it grieves God's heart, breaks God's heart, upsets God, frustrates God, and God longs for that intimate relationship. So what did he do? Well, there's a problem, and I can't fix my problem. You can't fix your problem. We have a problem that we cannot repair. Well, God becomes Yahweh, Yahweh Yeshua. He provides the solution. Look at verse 2. Here's the solution. The solution is this. Behold, God is my salvation. God is my Yeshua. I will trust in him. I won't be afraid. The Lord, uh, Adonai, is my strength and my song. He's become my Yeshua. God being angry and frustrated and grieving and upset, realizing that we can't fix it, came down, became God who is Emmanuel, God with us. He became Yeshua, salvation in the flesh to reach out to mankind. Again, it's that picture that I have fallen into a pit that I can't get out of. I can't climb out of it. I can't work my way out of it. I can't can't fix the problem. So he has climbed down and pulled me out because he has become Yeshua to us. He provides the path. He provides the solution. He provides the way. There is no other name under heaven By which we can be saved. That is the name Yeshua. At the name of Yeshua, every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow, recognizing that he and he alone is Lord. It is at that name. It is the name Yeshua. It is the salvation of God. Well, that's the problem. The solution is given by God. He made a way. He made it possible and that turns to the results. What happens when I actually hang on to this, trust in this, hold tightly to this? When I trust that He is Yeshua, He is my salvation. There are some amazing results that happen in our hearts and in our lives. Isaiah 12:2 through 6 shows us those results. Look at what it says: Behold, God is my Yeshua. I will trust. And not be afraid. I will start to trust him and walk with him. You know, trust is an amazing thing because there are literally every one of us in this room whose trust has been broken at some point. You have been wounded, you have been hurt, you have been abandoned, you have been rejected. Every one of us, without exception, every one of us have had our trust broken to some extent, to some level, in some manner or way. Do you know what that what happens to us when trust is broken? If your hand is like your spirit, and this is your spirit, your spirit is open when you are when, you're tr- when trust is broken, you will begin to close your spirit off with everyone and everything around you. In a marriage, if you have two people in a marriage, Jennifer and I, for example, our hearts are to be open to each other. But if we feel hurt, betrayed, abandoned, rejected, our trust is broken and we just close our fists toward each other. And now we've got this going on. Because we are closed off to each other. Some of you, that describes your marriage today. You are closed and you're fisted at each other and you are just butting heads constantly. When you come to him in salvation and trust, God just begins to open your heart again. And you begin to learn that I can trust. I can trust the Lord. He is not like a person who will always let me down and always fail. He is the God whom I can trust and open my heart to. And that's the byproduct of him being Yeshua to us. Second one, look what else it says. I will trust and I will not be afraid. That's a peace. No fear a peace regardless of what is happening around me outside of my control. All of the things happening, the external circumstances, things that are happening, there becomes a peace in my heart that you know what? I am not going to be afraid anymore. I don't have to walk in fear. I don't have to fear the unknown. I don't have to fear rejection. I don't have to fear abandonment. I don't have to fear feeling unloved. I don't have to walk in fear. I don't have to fear the future, the persecution the turmoil the suffering I don't have to fear because I am in Yeshua because he is salvation so I have trust I have peace what's next for the Lord Adonai he is my strength and my song he has become my Yeshua I have strength What is strength? It is the power to be able to go through life, to face life, to do life. I have the strength to fight whatever battles I need to face. I have from God, as a result of him being Yeshua to me, I can trust. I can have peace. I can have strength. Keep going. Verse 3. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. From the wells of Yeshua. Joy. Joy. Some of us have had the joy robbed from us, taken from us. But when you come to Yeshua and he becomes Yeshua to you, you start to have joy. Along with the trust, along with the peace, along with the strength, I start to have joy. That's one of the reasons that we even celebrate in the Advent season and today being that candle, that candle of joy, a reminder that he is the one that provides joy to my heart. When the angels appeared before Mary, they said to her, We bring you good news of a great joy. You have great joy. It's a wonderful joy. And it is good news and it's joy for you and I today. Verse four In that day, you will say, Give thanks to Adonai. What is that all about? It's about worship. I start to worship. Do you know that one of the results of the fall of mankind, one of the results of the sin that has entered into the world is instead of worshiping God, we want to be worshiped. Do you know that to be true? Look at athletes, politicians, actors, actresses, YouTube personalities, but just look at even the people around you. There's a craving in the human heart to be worshiped. I want to be noticed. I I want to be approved. I want you to to watch me, to see me, to to notice me, to approve of me. This is why we've become approval addicts, why we are so addicted to to people liking us and, and, and worshiping us and noticing us. And so the cars that we have, the clothes that we wear, the homes that we have, the amount of money that we accumulate, the jobs that we do is just so that we can be noticed. I need to be noticed. When you come to Yeshua, that changes. Because instead of me needing to be noticed and me needing to be worshiped, now I turn my worship and my adoration and my praise to him. You know what? Life's not about me. I'm not the center of the world. I, I, I'm not the narcissistic person that, uh, that I've always been. It's all about him. He is Yeshua, And out of that, I can trust. I have peace. I have strength. I have joy. I have worship. And then the number five thing look at what it says next proclaim his name, declare his works. Notice that declare his works to the peoples so they will remember his exalted name. What is that about? That's about purpose. You know what your purpose is? Your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is not your position in life. Your purpose, my purpose, is to declare the works of the Lord to all people. You can do that in varieties of ways. You do it through speaking. You do it through your, the way you live your life. You declare his works, that it's all about him. This becomes the purpose. My purpose is not to live for myself. My purpose is not to get a paycheck. My purpose is not to make people happy. My purpose is not to be famous. My purpose is not to be wealthy. It's not to be rich. My purpose is to declare his works. God has become Yeshua to us. He has become salvation. He is salvation. He has become salvation. And when I hang on to that, I start to trust and I start to have peace and I start to have strength and I start to have joy and I start to worship and I have a purpose to my life. The final verse is this, sing to Adonai, again, that's worship him for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth, cry out and shout, inhabitant of Jerusalem or Zion for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Do you know God in this manner? We have met him in many ways. We've met him as Elohim, creator. We've met him as Yahweh. That's the promise, covenant-keeping God. We've met him as El Shaddai, the almighty God, the immovable God, the, the tender God, though, at the same time. We've met him as Yahweh Yir, the God who sees and the God who provides, Yahweh Nisi. We've met him as Yahweh Rapha, Yahweh Shalom. We've met him in all of these ways. Yahweh Sidkinu. But the most important way that you can meet him is Yahweh Yeshua, the God who offers to you salvation. That's the greatest need of the human heart, to be saved, to be rescued. Jesus comes down as Yeshua, being salvation, offering it freely to you and I, And it's up to us whether or not we will receive it. Whether you will say to him, I want your salvation. I need your salvation. I need that in my life. And then I want to give my life in response to you, walking with you for the rest of my days. If you've not met him like that, make today the day. We are going to pray and move into a time of communion today to celebrate and to remember the blood, the body, the sacrifice of our Lord on our behalf. Would you pray with me and then let's get into communion together. Father, we are so grateful that you have become my salvation. You have become my Yeshua. Jesus is Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus. He is Savior. He is salvation in the flesh. He has become what you promised, Lord, in the Old Testament. He is the fulfillment of everything that you had planned. He is the outworking of what you started from the very beginning. And I pray for those in here, Lord, or those maybe that are just watching today. If they have not begun a relationship with you, if they've never trusted in you as Yeshua, salvation today, make this the day where they say in their hearts, Jesus, I need you. I need a relationship with you. I need to be saved. I recognize that I am in a pit and I have no hope. And so I need you to rescue me, to set me free and to help me experience your salvation. Father, for those that are ready to do so, I pray that as they come to you and they just confess, yes, Lord, I I agree I'm a mess. I agree I have sinned and fallen short. I agree I I, I am destined for hell. But Lord, I want you to come into my life and forgive me, so please do so. I pray, Lord, for those that are willing to pray that, that this would be the day where you just set them free. Father, thank you that we can see you as God who is our Savior. Not just our Savior, you are my Savior. You have brought salvation, you have brought Yeshua, you are Yeshua. Father, as we go into this time of communion now, Lord, help us to draw near to you with closeness, Help us to draw near to you with confession. Help us to draw near to you with a seriousness about what it means to be your follower. Help us to quit playing the church and start really being the church. Help us to quit playing as Christians one day a week and help us to really become followers of Christ every day. Father, thank you for this time that we can share. In the name of Yeshua, we pray.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening to that message. We hope that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to Journey, head to our website, journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right hand corner. Your gift helps us to continue providing resources like this every single week. Also be sure to follow us on social media And check out our website for updates and additional information. Hey, God bless you guys and have a great day.